This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? Happy 420, boys and girls. What's up? <laughs> Peter Tosh on repeat all day long. I don't know if you can hear that or not. I was playing it off my phone. What's up? Welcome in. Matt, Dave, it is a happy day on a Wednesday. What's up, Dave? Uh, I'm wearing green <laughs> for the Celtics. I'm wearing green. I'm wearing the A stuff. And you're 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 wearing a weed hat. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> this, 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 420 means something to certain people. For me, it means April 20th. I, I don't know the difference, but I've heard it has alternative meanings. Oh, what a day in my life. What a day. I love today. Today is so fun. Today, as a 15-year-old, it's the only day in Boston. So many people would go smoke weed on the Boston Commons that they could not stop everybody doing it. So what they would say is, if you step off the Boston Commons green onto the city street, you got arrested. But as long as you were inside the Boston Commons, open season. It was wow. unbelievable. As a 15-year-old kid running around going, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever in my home city. <laughs> 420 was so fun. They started to crack down on it a little bit later on as we all got older. And now Massachusetts is legal. Nevada is legal. So the country has come around on this idea. But I'm 45 years old for 30 years. I have talked about this day. Really? Today's a fun day. Oh, yeah. Today's a fun day. I love today. I mean, I'll be a full disclosure. I've never done it once. Whoa. I'm 51. I've never done you. it once. Not that it's anything. I got no. nothing against it. I just have never done it once. So we got two uh, opposite dichotomies <laughs> here, which is pretty much the basis of the show anyway. I, yeah. So I've been go. fighting for the legalization of marijuana since I was 15 years old. And when I was 18 years old, my father, who was in the Massachusetts State Legislature, working for state senators, came to me and said, you can't do this anymore. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't be open and outwardly promoting this. They're going to test you and they're going to arrest you. They're oh. going to be a target for this. So you can talk about this, but you can't do this anymore. And it stuck with me for a long, long time. And for a while, depending on the company that I was working for, they would have random drug testing. And so I wasn't able to do it. I would be outwardly angry about it. I told the story about the boss in Alabama throwing the ball at my head yep. when I asked him, what were they testing for? And I said, you shouldn't test me for marijuana. I'm going to be clean, but you shouldn't be testing me for it. And they were like, it's illegal. I'm like, so what? It's the same as alcohol. You're going to test me every morning for alcohol? They didn't know what the hell to do with that. <laughs> and that was back in 2001. <laughs> that was right. 20 years ago that that conversation was happening. And so we have slowly seen this evolve into a place where we're not always we're not all the way there but the acceptance or at least the understanding of what cannabis does and can do versus alcohol and it's so funny that we're going to have this talk about woes 
and what he said about gambling, because it's so akin to me. It's so akin to what we've talked about with cannabis and alcohol. Similar. The behavior that we see on the strip. If everybody was smoking on the strip or consuming THC on the strip, be a much different atmosphere. Wouldn't be the same type of crazy party place that it is every single night here in, in, in Vegas. So it's an interesting look. But today is, well, for some people, it's a holiday. It's an unofficial American holiday. In, in Colorado, it is a really big holiday. Today, today I get angry because we fought when I first moved here. You're always got, angry. What are you angry well, for today? Because today is the day I'm reminded that when people who fought for legalization here in Nevada, if you walked on the strip today, you're going to be consumed with smoke. It's going to be all over you. And that's just we were not just right. down at Fremont Street what a couple of weeks ago. It's that's it's you can't yeah. be you can't walk anywhere without. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. It's not how it's supposed to be consumed. It's not smoking in general. Cigarette smokes, I hate cigar smoke. I hate. I mean, to me, if you're smoking something, it should be done in a confined area where you're not having somebody else having to deal with your consumption. And that's why consumption rooms need to come to Vegas. Where we have them planned, we passed it. We're going to have places where you actually can go and consume cannabis and not be on Fremont Street or not be on the Strip. But parking garages in Vegas, I mean, it's incredible. You walk through and my daughter's oh. like, what's that smell? Oh, And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'll tell you when you're older, Madeline. It's, it's just not right. It's just it's an unfortunate thing that we legalize it and then we don't explain to people where they can and cannot consume it and they can't do it in their hotel rooms. So the next place they're going to go and do it is in their cars or in, or in a parking lot or in a alleyway or something. And it just, it, it still looks like you're doing something wrong. And that's my today is people just don't give a flip today. Today's like, it's 420, man. I do whatever I want. And it's like, oh, it's a really wrong message to send because people who don't want it use this day or days like today to point out, this is awful. You like this? You like this behavior? You enjoy this? No. I don't enjoy this. So, <laughs> that's why I get angry. I get mad. I, I want to walk up to people physically and tell them to stop smoking. One time I had to. Don't guy, do that. What are you well, going to do that for? No, I, I want to. One time I did do that because a guy was blowing smoke into my daughter's, at my daughter's direction. And I was like, oh boy, dude, like, do me a favor. <laughs> stop blowing marijuana smoke at my daughter. <laughs> and, he, and he was just like, well, man, I'm, I'm just having fun. I'm like, I don't care what you're having, man. Just like, just do me a favor and like, keep on walking. Like, get away from my kid type of thing. So right. I do understand the people on the other side and say, no, we're not into this. We're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'll take your glasses off. So the boys are late, by the way, in the chat. SoCal DJ late, Matthew, Bonvi late. All these guys are late. We got a lot of Italian guys, by the way. So I was, I was watching the show a little bit back yesterday. Saw like Teletti and, um, and another couple guys, but we got, we got roof in the house today. We got a, there's a lot of Matts and Max. Steve Mack is in the house. Boys are all, all ready to go. 420. Are we done talking about weed now or what? What do we got? <laughs> yeah, of course we're done talking about weed. <laughs> I mean, you can bring it back. but No, it's good. it's good. Let's move on to the Atlanta Hawks and a stat that I've never seen before. Probably should have been smoking weed if you bet the Hawks. Yeah. Well, when they lose, they lose, man. They don't just go down small. They go down large. They are now 0-41 against the spread this year when they lose and 0-22 when they lose as a dog. Can't figure this out. Like, How, I, how's that possible? It's not even explainable. <laughs> there's, not, there's no possible explanation for this, that when they lose, they never cover. 
It's 100% of the time. They lose. They don't cover. Obviously, when you're a favorite and you lose, you right. don't cover. But, I mean, as a dog, you oh, don't. 22. That's crazy. That's – I don't know. that. You know what that tells me? One, one thing is there's no explanation for it. But, two, they've been hard for odds makers to come up with numbers for, you know, because – they fall the apart. chance of it being a hundred percent astronomical. Forty-one and zero when they lose, they do not cover. I mean, that is just insane. Like when when they lose, they're not losing. You know, eight point dogs. They're losing by a last second shot. You know, none of that. Like when they when they're big underdog. There were seven point dogs last night. And they lost by ten, and Jimmy Butler went for forty-five. He was unbelievable. Goodness gracious, did he look good? Prop of the day hit, by the way, under six and a half rebounds for him. He had five. So that hit again. So 16 and seven run for the prop of the day here on the nice. show. So we're off a little run here, a little, little hot streak going for that. But I just, I don't know if I were the Hawks, not that I want them to know about against the spreads or whatnot, but like, it is interesting that like something happens inside that team in that huddle on that sideline when they're losing, they just give up. They just lose. Like there's no real like fight with them. They're not fighting all the way to the end. They're just losing and losing big when they lose. They're covering, they're, they're allowing the team just to go ahead and fourth quarters are a problem for them, either shot selection or defensive strategies or what, but something is wrong in the fourth quarter because they are getting beat consistently by the number. Well, I mean, that's as much as, on the on the odds makers and the numbers as it is on the on the Hawks. Like okay. I mean, they have the, no obligation to cover. They have no probably right, half the don't even know what the spreads are. They shouldn't. Hopefully. Oh, don't be naive. No, Matthew. they know. I'm saying I said hopefully. I didn't say they do. I said hopefully they don't know. They do know. Of course they. Do. Some of them know. Most of them know. Um, you'd be surprised. A lot of them don't care. I mean, they don't bet or they're not allowed to bet. They really take that seriously and just don't even care and look at it. I mean, they're making all that money. They don't care about the spreads, right. but I mean, that's on, the, that's on the odds makers. Like, how do you not have a number that what do, you do? do you, you adjust more? You put the number higher because when they lose, they don't cover. So if you're going to put well, it now six, put it at nine. One of the benefits of doing sports gambling content and actually understanding the numbers and having good quality content out there, this is out there for everybody to see. This is what we talked about so many times and still continue to do. Nobody would know about this except for, you know, eight professional bettors that originate and they would be betting this. Now everybody knows right. about it. So right. I think, I mean, if I was still in the book, I'd be like, guys, you're thinking seven, let's use eight and a half. I mean, okay. let's, you know, let's, let's pump yeah. it up and see if we can get a bet because who's going to bet them plus the points. If they don't, if, if they don't cover, you bet them on a money line if they're dogs, because they're either going to win or they're not going to cover. Like you start to use the information when it's so overwhelming. Oh, and 41. I, I would have not believed it. If you just said, what's the number that they've covered? Would you, Say it's zero and be like, no, bet whatever you want on that. What a loss. There's no, there's no way that that can be even explained. Does that, would that affect your, your next bet? They're plus one and a half at home. You take them on the money line or you take the point and a half? Oh, I take the money line. I mean, there's no question. 
Yeah, I take the money. I mean, I if you if you don't even play with the plus one and a half, just go right. and take the money line because it's clear they're going to win the game or they're going to lose the game, <laughs> and they're going yeah. to lose the game outright or badly. They lose it by two, three, four, five points. So, Wait. I mean, if it was our book, then I mean, would you say let's use let's use two and a half? Let's try to get a bet or two on, on the, Hawks. the Hawks on the points. Yeah, because who's going to bet it? Right. Everyone's going to come in on Miami heavy. They're either yeah. going to bet Miami minus the one and a half, or they're going to bet the Hawks on the money line. So right. now I know that I'm going to slide it to two and a half and see if I can get a bet on the Hawks. Nobody's touching the Hawks. I'm going to leave it at two and a half. I'm going to have a better middle. Anytime the book can operate where people are betting the favorite on the point spread or the dog on the money line and the middle is ours. Mm. Love that. Doesn't happen very often. It's interesting. So last night, Chris Paul, speaking of crazy stats, Chris Paul fell through to 0 and 14 straight Unbelievable. up with Scott Foster as the referee in the postseason for games he referees. I know I'm not trying to go conspiratorial theory here. I'm just, this is a stat. It's true. It's there. Right. Can you get anything from this as a bookmaker, though, that when the, when the assignments come down and Scott Foster is a referee for either in this series or in future series involving the Suns, because I do think they win the series, even though they lost last night. What do you make of that stat? The Chris Paul, when Scott Foster's on the court, can't win a game. It's, it's also undefeated, right? Zero and 14. There's 14 the graph. Scott right Foster is 14-0 yeah. and 0 against Chris Paul. Undefeated. Well, if I find out that he's uh, officiating the game, right. I move the number. You do. Okay. You would move the number. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to, but it is, that's newsworthy. Only you, because, not because I think it's going to happen again. That's what people are going to bet. Okay. As the book, I'm and trying to stay ahead of the move. Well, that, that assignment is announced. Boom. Here comes a bet on the dog. Or what is more likely to happen is a bet comes on the dog and then the assignment information comes out and I go, Damn it, that Foster guy's doing that game again. I should have known that. And you're getting seven when you probably would have taken six. That's all from the book standpoint. You're trying to just stay ahead of the number. But again, are you going to – game four. It's not game three because they don't do back-to-backs. Mm -hmm. Game four, Phoenix is on the road. Uh, the number's two and a half for game three. If they win, it'll probably be three and a half. Something, say it's three and a half. Okay. You find out Foster's doing the game. You bet you bet the Suns? I don't know how you can't. I mean, I, I'm being against the Suns. No, that's what I, I said. Yeah. Are you betting the Suns? Hell no, you're not. Yeah. You're betting no. Yeah, you're betting against it. Pelicans. I mean, I, right. I mean, I don't know how you're not right now. It's it's bizarre. Now you could make the case that the injury to Booker last night, two minutes into the to the third quarter he scores 34 points in the first half unbelievable first half he's on fire if he doesn't hurt his hamstring that that had a much bigger impact on the outcome of the game than scott foster did so you could say it was just coincidental that scott foster happened to be on the court that he really had nothing to do with the way the game went but the Pelicans scored 125 points last night on and I spent how long talking to you yesterday about the undertrend with the with the Phoenix Suns? That's a bigger concern is that mm. versus Scott Foster. 
is that you gave up 125 points to a Zion-less Pelicans team. That's not good. You can you can spin it however you'd like. It's 14 and 0. Um, and I think people will bet it based on that alone. They were last night. People were betting. I mean, people were, you know, the second that Scott Foster got announced, you saw all of those memes come flying in Pelicans, 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 and people were betting the Pelicans for the hell of it. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, it's a ball game at halftime. It's a ball game to start the third quarter. Uh Uh-oh, tweaking of the hamstring. And you heard Booker say, I heard it pop. Yeah. On the sidelines. Yeah. And that's the oh no moment. So this is the danger of winning that bet like that. Right. Right. Because now you're like, you oh, think, yeah, it happened again. So it's you're thinking, right, like a lot of things happened for the Pelicans to win the game. None of which was that Foster. Foster was the official. <laughs> right. Nothing. None of it. Right. But the narrative is today the, is. This is the this is the low hanging fruit that the yeah. world that we live in now as content creators, people that have shows that have platforms, need to tell people. I tell people all the time, nobody knows shit. Well, apparently everybody knows that Scott Foster officiated that game. The Suns lost. Paul played. Now it's fifteen and zero, and they're going to do it again as yeah. soon as he comes out. And play, if it, is it random that he got that game? It's supposed to be, but. People don't people off the, the long standing New York Knicks grabbing the cold envelope. That envelope Patrick was cold. Ewing. That okay. was cold. There's okay. no question that was cold. whatever the whatever the conspiratory angle you want to take. The NBA has always shaded Tim Donaghy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Ooh. They believe that nothing is random with the NBA and Scott Foster going in. That made, it makes it a better series. It makes it more interesting because the Warriors this morning are the odds on favored again to win the NBA championship. And that series between them and the Nuggets is going to go quick. Uh, four games. No, you need some drama. It's a TV show. Everything's quick. All the, I mean, right now, we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but NBA favorites are crushing it right now. Oh, the only good series we've got is tonight with Brooklyn and Boston. You need some drama. Whoa, Minnesota, Memphis is going to be a good series. Minnesota's okay. getting another one. I know, but it's it, I don't know. I, I don't know how many people are really interested. That game was on NBA TV last night. Give you an idea of what what, what the that NBA. A, well, that's because it's Memphis and Minnesota. Okay, market size. Okay, well that's my they point. Picked it in its central time zone. They put it in the middle. Right. So who is who is cheering against the Suns right now? What market? Golden State. Or Los Angeles, the number two media market hates Phoenix. So you get eyeballs watching on the Pelicans. The, the Pelicans are live. You get more, more people I don't paying think attention. Anybody in LA cares about Phoenix. I disagree talking? with that. Laker fans are, they do not like the Suns. Well, they don't like anybody, but they're not rooting openly. I mean, they're not they're rooting for the Warriors. No, but I'm saying they want the Pelicans to win. So if you elongate that series, oh you get, yeah, I mean, you I get guess more everybody. eyeballs. If it's a four and oh, four quick sweep, open and shut case. If the Nuggets go out in four games, if the Pelicans go out in four games, Sixers could go out in four games. Heat could go four zero. I mean, that's really fast. And that's a lot of downtime for the NBA because they have built this into the TV schedule. You need some of these series to go. That's the dumbest thing ever. Yep. If the series end early, they don't play. 
they, they, the they, worst. They've got them all structured because they yeah. have to start June 2nd for the NBA Finals. So they have um, to have it all targeted. It's totally dumb, but they do it for TV. So that's why I've always said that, that there are narratives about elongating series throughout the NBA history when it comes to how they want the. They don't want one game a night. They want two, three, four. They want good series. They want good drama. Every other night. Well, they don't do that. I mean, my goodness. I mean, we're, we're going, this Brooklyn Boston series is Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. <laughs> it could be Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They could play four games over the period that they're playing three and they're not. So it's frustrating and ridiculous, but this is how the NBA operates. So do I think Scott Foster being placed in that game yesterday was intentional? I can be sold on the idea. Right. That he was that he was. I'm not saying it for sure, but I can be sold on the idea. They leave themselves open to discussion by doing it. 100%. I mean, so whether they want to or not or say it's random or not, it certainly doesn't look like it. And people can draw certain conclusions by having that happen. I mean, you mentioned the Donaghy thing. Was in the books taking the bets while the stuff was going on. We kept wondering what the hell's going on. I mean, you don't know, but you think you might know. Same kind of thing happening with these referee assignments. Oh, Foster got the game in Phoenix. Does he live in Goodyear or in Glendale? Like, is it a short trip? How does he keep getting the games in Phoenix? Or What's against Phoenix, with Phoenix in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If he worked a game four or game five again in this series, I would say it's, it's suspect. He should not work this. He should not work just on narrative alone. He should not work another son's game in the, in this round. He can work it in future rounds, but in this round, he shouldn't work another. Hey, maybe that's what they want. What? Us talking about it, everybody talking about it. Who knows? Well, of it's just course like, they want it. I mean, they want everyone talking. I mean, that's just like the whole argument about the college football playoffs. Right. They want Same the thing. argument. They want the talk. Yes, absolutely. Which is a perfect segue segue into what everyone in gambling Twitter is all up in arms about this or this morning. And that is the comment yesterday by Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN in which he at first referenced the Boston game and the behavior of Celtics fans against Kyrie Irving, and then went into a tangent claiming that we have to get ready for an outpouring of unruly fans across the country yeah. due to the legalization of sports betting. <laughs> yeah. This is nuts. And I have a lot of respect for people. And on my Twitter account, I was arguing with a lot of people who are in the media who say, Woj has a point. And I think he has absolutely no standing to make a throwing shit at the wall type comment without having evidence or actual research to back up his opinion. Because it's it not going to make it better. What is gambling? It's not going to make it better. Nothing's going to make sports behavior better unless as a society, we wake up and start to police ourselves. Exactly. About what's happening around us. The NFL every year, our social media feeds are filled up with fans having sex in the bathroom, fans throwing up all over each other, Ooh. fans fighting in the crowd, mm. guys yelling all sorts of awful words in front of six-year-old kids. Yes. And this is what we're thinking, unruly fans. Hey, whoa, in Massachusetts, you can't gamble. It's illegal in Massachusetts. Probably an important point should have yeah. been pointed out mm. at the start of the whole yeah. Hey, so. by the way, just so you know, this point I'm making about Boston fans on Kyrie has got nothing to do with betting, but I'm going to talk about betting behavior because I think that gamblers are going to be angry at players more often. It's look, 
DFS, we saw it go across the country. 48 states have got it basically legalized in some form or fashion, right? Fan behavior got worse and worse, not because of DFS or fantasy leagues, nope. but because of alcohol, because of drug use. I was, talking, I was talking to one of our friends over in London this morning about this topic, and he told me a crazy story. They've done research in the Premier League about their hooligan behavior and why yep. has it gotten worse over the last couple of years. And you would think they drink, it's because of drinking or hard alcohol. Nope. Cocaine use. Oh. They, they have found that the hooligans are doing lines of cocaine off of the rails in the damn stadium. Oh. And that's why they're going crazy over there. So it's substance abuse. The problem with people is on social media, they can say whatever they want and have no recourse whatsoever. And then they actually see the guy they follow on Twitter live in person and they're drunk, high, whatever they might be. And they start yelling obscenities and horrible things. It's not because of the five buck parlay that the guy blew. It's because they're not thinking straight and they're behaving in disgusting ways. I, it's such a bad thing, a boogeyman argument to say that sports betting is the reason why fans are going to behave improperly. <laughs> I've been going to games my whole life. First game I ever went to, I was five years old. Went to a Penguin game. They were playing the Islanders. There was a defenseman named Greg Hotham. Hmm. And someone yelled. There was no one in the arena. I mean, there must have been. It was 16,033 was the capacity. I remember it because we had season tickets, and they never sold out until they got good, and then the guy would announce it. And tonight's attendance is sold out again, 16,033, whatever. And someone yelled, Hotham, hit him with your fucking purse next time. <laughs> I was five. And I turned to my dad and said, Dad, does he have a purse? <laughs> and he laughed and said, David, <laughs> no, he doesn't have a purse. That's and awesome. giggled. But I heard it. And I was like, whoa, you know, wow. That was, let, let's say, the most mild thing I may have heard as I started to go to games at a very young age. Nobody was had legal legalization sports gambling then. Just Vegas. Yeah. This was in the 70s. This was 1975. Right. But for him to say that it's legalization and gambling that's going to cause us unruly behavior – we said it both in the Twitter thing, and we invited Jimmy to come on. I mean, I was Jimmy's one of the guys that, that was going back and forth. Gambling isn't new. Let me just repeat that. Gambling isn't new. They had to stop baseball in 1919 for a gambling scandal. They had to go get a judge yep. to come in and clean the shit out and say, whoa, 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 whoa. There were people gambling in the stands in 1900. Yep. Fans have been unruly for a hundred years. It's gotten worse because of the things you mentioned. All the booze, now the drugs, who knew they're doing coke in soccer games. I mean, <laughs> but it's social media also. But social media to, needs to be brought into place too. Without social media doubt. is a huge problem for the toxicity of fan behavior because the idea of taking your phone and going, Hey, watch this guys. Fuck you, Kyrie. 
And then he turns around and he goes, boom, all of a sudden you're on, you're like, Hey, look at, look at, look at, and you're, you're, it's all about you making a scene and creating an environment that gets caught, captured on Twitter and it goes viral. And all of a sudden your Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever the hell it might be, you're on sports center because sports center will will take the video and it's like, Hey, there's my buddy. And your phone's blowing up because everybody that knows you across the country is saying, I saw you on sports center. Right. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Not betting. Society has, is a mess right now, but it's got nothing to do with a sports betting audience. Will it make people pissed off or do things? Maybe it doesn't help, like you said. It's yeah. not going to make it better. No, hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's the cause of fans' behavior going down is insane to me. I don't know if you're getting paid by the alcohol company or something, but if you want to have fan behavior get better, shut the tap off, stop drinking. Oh, I mean. For for Woj to say it, like when he said it and how he said it, I was thinking, you know, when I saw it, I'm like, my first question was, why is he saying it right now? Right. Okay. I mean, are you trying to prevent a riot today in Boston? I mean, what 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 are you saying? It has nothing to do with the gambling. Nothing. This goes on at youth sports. I've mm. been coaching the kids for almost a decade now. We've been at fields where cops have had to been called for a 12U softball game because parents won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> they weren't betting on the game. They were drinking. They have, they have, you know, everybody's got solo cups and they got things disguised. That's part of it. But sometimes they're just assholes. Yes. And they can't help themselves. Yes. In Pittsburgh, we call them jagoffs. People are going to be jagoffs no matter what. At a sporting event, you have a group kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. You have your boys or your girls egging you on or whatever, and you get a little bit brave and you start chirping and talking and people say stuff. I mean, at what point did the athletes, you know, you you have to take it. You make $30 million a year. Shut the fuck up. Oh, man, really? Like that, that, that just gives you a pass to say whatever you want. Because if we were out on the street and I wasn't in this uniform, you wouldn't be right. saying that. Shit. And that's Kyrie's point. And, and Kyrie does have a point. To, and I, and, I, and yeah. that's the one point I will make, I will give Kyrie 100% credit for saying that if we weren't in this arena, if these guardrails were not here, I'm essentially trapped. I can't go into your environment. You can say whatever you want at me, but I really can't say anything back to you. And if I respond, it's just going to make it worse. And I don't have any recourse. I can't go to the NBA official office and say, hey, do me a favor. I This guy's horrible. That guy's horrible. That woman's horrible. Get them out of there. If there is a incident involving a one-on-one interaction, that person can get ejected. But you're talking about 20,000 people that are yelling and screaming. It's hard to determine who actually is saying what to you. In that, But you have to sit there and take it. Where if you were in a bar and some dude across the way was like, hey, man, you know, it's, oh, okay, let's let's go outside. That person would never in a million years do that. I mean, Kyrie is a six foot one professional athlete who will beat the living hell out of 90% of the guys who were talking to him. So that's where I do understand the point of like, we can only take so much. And that I and that I do put back on the TD Garden staff. I do put that back on NBA security. And I think there needs to be a legitimate because the NFL has done this. They've started to have fans who are like undercover cops in the stands to kind of see what's going on, to watch the fan behavior and to eject fans 
who do not belong, who are creating an environment that's either hostile or dangerous. Right. Get them out. Get them out. <laughs> and tonight, get them out. If there's drunk idiots doing things, crossing the line, saying things inappropriate, I hope fans in the neighborhood around that person says, hey, get this guy out of here. Because that's not what this is about, okay? At the end of the day, Kyrie Irving's playing a sporting event. He might be representing Brooklyn and Boston fans wear, wear their emotions too much on their sleeves. I get that, that it becomes part of the identity and the culture and the, the I mean, essentially, it's part of your self-esteem as to what your sporting team is doing. But at the end of the day, this is not real life. This is a game, okay? This is, this is right. about having fun. So tonight's going to be bad. I don't know why Woj chose yesterday to kind of float the idea and to link Kyrie Irving and the fan behavior because Kyrie is responsible for the vast majority of the vitriol that's coming down on him. Great word. Is on Kyrie. He did this. He cre- it created the environment stomping on the logo, the sage, the racism stuff, all the stuff. He did this. He made himself, I'm going to rip on Boston fans anytime, anytime I can rip on Boston fans. And then right before the series, oh, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's move on. Boston's not ready to move on. No. And I mean, in the playoffs, everything's heightened, right? We, we You went to regular season game with Maddie. I took the kids here. Um, you know, I, I grew up going to games. I mean, as a fan, like I went to a lot of baseball and hockey games. My one, my last game that I attended was a Steeler game in 1983. It was a preseason game. And there were four young guys that were sitting behind me, my two brothers and my dad. And they would not stop talking. They would not stop. Like bad words. They were coughing, like making fun of somebody or something. And nacho cheese got on my brother's back. And my dad turned around and said, listen, I'm going to ask you one time, stop being assholes. I got my kids here. Just stop. And a whole section was like, yeah, stop. You guys are idiots. You know, blah, 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 blah. So the one guy said to my dad, hey, old man, we'll kick your ass. I was 12. Mm. I was like, "Uh oh, he turned and said, really? Okay. I'm going to go up to the top of the section. All four of you can come up. All four of you ain't coming back. <laughs> and he and he just calmly walked up. And the whole section was ready to go up and help my dad. With him, yep. Now, I knew my dad's friend, Steve Monteverdi was his name. He was six foot six. He was two sections over. I went running. I told my brother, stay here. I went running. I said, Mr. Monteverdi, my dad's going to get in a fight. He could use your help. He jumped up. He told his wife, I'll be right back. He come up, top of the section. They're standing there with security, with the cops, because my dad knew everybody. Uh, And he went up there and said, if these guys come up here, you're going to have to arrest them because I'm going to kill them. I don't want to kill them. I don't want to hurt anybody in front of my kids. And Mr. Monteverdi was like, let's go down there and kill them. He's like, everybody (laughs) calm down. Calm down. So that security came down and got these four guys and brought them up and said, if you say another word, another word, you're all out. And you're not going out or let you go. You're going out to go to jail. They were like angels for the rest of that first half. And then they left and they didn't say another word. And when they left, the whole section stood up and made them feel like assholes. Yep. And plotted to get out of here. You have to shame people. It's a shame what you have to do to shame people into acting civilized at a game. 
We talked about this at the same level. Okay. I I totally agree with you, but the same point it, people are afraid of what that crazy asshole might do. Of course. And that's why they stay quiet because they don't want to be on the news. Local man stabbed at an Oakland Raider game. Like what happened in the stands when in the black hole, somebody didn't like what was being said. Dude turned to him and said, Bob, like you're talking about. And the guy stabbed him. Yeah. So like, that's the fear that fans have is like, you're absolutely right. We need to shame them. We need to push them out. But in the back of people's minds is still the idea of like, well, I don't know what this guy is capable of doing. So I got to be a little careful about how aggressive I want to go at this. Well, that's the problem. Like yeah, you think about that, that incident that happened at Dodger stadium and right. Dodgers and the giants, it's a bit of rivalry and they were chirping and going back and forth out in the parking lot. And a guy sucker punched him, and his life changed immediately. He almost died. I mean, he yeah. had to have surgeries, paralyzed and all this stuff over a baseball game, bro. Like, what are you doing? And now you got, I mean, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a much bigger issue and we both saw it and immediately thought the same thing. And I think a lot of people in our space saw it and commented some guys from, from VEASAN. So, you know, I saw Furman commented on it, but a lot of people said like, wait a second, it got nothing to do with the gambling. Don't bring the gambling into this, but the NBA is just one of the leagues that have, they're in bed. They're partners. They're sleeping with them every people, single night. And the big J journalism, the big J journalists don't like it. Okay. They don't like this. They're being told they have to appeal to a segment of the population that for years they look down upon. I can tell you right now, I know of numerous journalists who have covered football and basketball for years who I would talk gambling with and they'd be like, I don't fuck with that. Like I, I, I want, I want nothing to do with this. Like, don't, don't talk to me about this. I was like, yeah, but now nah, I don't, don't, don't talk to me about this. Like in Alabama, we, I would, I would ask a question of like, you know, I would have Lee Sterling on and then like a beat writer covering for Tennessee. And I'd be like, you know, do you think they can keep it close? And the, the, the overwhelming number of people would say, I don't really care about that stuff, Matt. Yeah. I mean, I think Bama wins the game. And like, it was just this idea of like, I don't like talking about this. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, people that don't do it or never did it are uncomfortable talking about it. They don't want to learn it. But right. I mean, this, they're being this told world, to, they have to, and it's pissing them off. But this like, world has existed for a long ever. time. It's been, it's longer than we're alive. Yes. I mean, this is stuff that, I mean, and, and it's so funny that you just brought that up. And I used to do the same thing when I, when I was an intern. At KDK and me and the other producer that bets or talked about betting or new bookies, we would talk about it. And a couple of the guys that like the on air people and other people were like, no, we can't talk about that stuff. And I'm like, wait a sec. What do you mean? You know, it's going right outside this door. There's bookies taking bets and picking up and dropping (laughs) off at the coffee shop across the street. You know that, right? Well, yeah, but we're not talking about that. We don't talk about that stuff. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should because there's right. a lot of people that like it. exactly like pretending that it's brand new. And now you're like, oh, now we got to talk about this shit. Should have been talking about a long time ago. And now you're in bed with the leaks and, you know, you're advertising in the arena all over the place. Everything is brought to you by, you know, this sports book, that sports book. You got to talk about it, but it's our not show the on cause. the screen. Our show on the screen, right there. That's Fliff. 
Fliff. Right we'll talk there. about Fliff later, but that's but, but that's Fliff. <laughs> it's a social sports book right there. Our, our yeah. new sponsor right there, right. right in the middle of the screen. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. But I don't think our fans are now going to somehow become, oh, no, go to games with like, you know, an intention of creating a riot because they've got money on it. Like, it's insanity. It's just not real. I mean, it, betting has been a part of gambling, has been a part of sports. I mean, I said to Jimmy Trainer on Twitter, I was like, so I guess they just made Monday Night Football for fun, huh? Like, Monday Night oh. Football was made for the gamblers. Right. <laughs> That's it was my point. made for the bookies. That was get back day. Yes. Everybody had Sunday and then you Monday you could either fix what you were down or double up what you won. Yep. Like that's and that's that, why it created that's why we had it. So like the, the NFL success is a hundred percent tied to the gamblers who place money on the games. Squares or your parlay cards. I mean, it's remarkable. I would I argue go, that the popularity of the NFL wouldn't be what it is because if they didn't have the gambling. hundred percent. There's no debate in that in my mind. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no debate in my mind. That football, football betting is what makes football football. It's the ability to bet on it because it's it's slow enough, easy enough, and people like to make money on it and bet on it. And it's and one day liquid. a week. Yeah, and it's liquid. And 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 the market's very liquid. So you can get yeah. big bets down. And people and people enjoy doing that. Like you can't get the same number of dollars down on, you know, whatever hockey game you might be betting on tonight. It's not the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's frustrating because it, I, again, it, this goes back to the alcohol and marijuana thing, because for a long time it was, you know, alcohol, good marijuana, bad. And now I'm feeling like alcohol, good gambling, bad. It's the new boogeyman to go ahead and put, right. You know, someone's got to be to blame for fan behavior because alcohol literally drives media coverage. You can't have you know, whatever twisted hard cider, whatever, you know, a white claw, whatever whiskey, whatever vodka. I mean, watch a damn sporting event and count the number of alcohol ads that are on there. And then oh. think about, and then think about removing that revenue from the ability. It would, it would change the, it, you couldn't do it. You couldn't close you couldn't the show. Exist. Yep. We'll close, close it up. You wouldn't it. be able to do it. That <laughs> and car companies. Those are the two. Right. That's what keeps sports broadcasting going. You cut out one of them, you're dead. So the, it can't be alcohol. Can't blame the alcohol. Can't no. can't be drunk fans. Got to be some other reason why fans are acting like this. It's horrible. What was that was that uh, Neo? Blame it on the a, 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 a alcohol. <laughs> but you just said that made me think of that. Yeah, uh, got to blame it on that. No question. Yep. And it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Man, oh man. All right, NBA favorites. 14 and five ATS in the playoffs. Now, Dave, what we talked about the Hawks there at the open. What do you make of this? Because last night, two and one favorites go. It's, it just, it feels like favorites right now in the NBA, the books can't make the line high enough. Nope. You can't. I mean, this is, this is again, nothing new. This is first round NBA playoffs. Most of the time in years past, it was like this. Um, you just hope to get a cover here and there. Uh, Outright win like last night to blow parlays. Up, that's right? nice. That blows up the money line parlay. Um, but, you know, there's people that are starting handicapping services and stuff right now because they can't, <laughs> you know, they just look at the board and pick the favorites and blindly do it. Hey, I can handicap basketball. I'm a pro. Do this? Yeah, this is easy. You're talking about how do you do this? 
you know, you can't win. You can always win. Just bet the favorites. It's easy. They always win and cover. It'll get harder. But, I mean, as the book, you find that number. I can just hear between, like, Chris Andrews and then Tony and, and these guys. I mean, even, you know, my guy, uh, Billy, back in, in Curacao, just get to the number. All you're trying to do in the book is get to the number. When you get to the number and then you get the bet that kind of puts you in the line or you know, all right, the line on Boston tonight can only go to four. It can't go higher because they keep coming. You let everybody bet the favorite and live with the result. So interesting. It really, because tonight let's move to Boston laying three and a half. First number was four. It's been down to three and a half, and it has not moved. Celtics in the Nets tonight. Boston wins game one. They do not cover, however. What do you make of the Nets tonight? Because I'm expecting KD to be a much different version of himself than he was in game one. That's the one for me. I, I mean, I'm not saying KD wins or loses the game, but if KD is woken up, let's say, if he if he lights it up, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Celtics to get another win. I mean, Kyrie can't play better. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He was he he you know he carried him in the fourth quarter. He did everything that was asked of him, and they still lost last second. I don't know. I'm rooting for Boston myself, but <laughs> I don't know. Look, can you Nets use this in better or book it? Only one bet inside of it, not the game. Okay. All right. Good. I can't. This is an in-game betting opportunity for me. Without a doubt. This is not a pregame flop bet. No. Like, when the Celtics were up in the third quarter, I think I grabbed uh, Brooklyn plus 12 and a half. And I thought, geez, this is going to be in danger of covering. And then the fourth quarter happened, and I was like, "Mm, I better bet bet Boston, you know, as well here. And I should have waited. And when they were dogs and they didn't, I think you'll be able to do that tonight. You'll be able to get both sides plus points plus money lines. I mean, this will be one of those ones where if you're dialed in, you could really have a nice position, both sides. So we have a rarity so far here in these NBA playoffs tonight. We have a road favorite Philly on the road at Toronto. No thigh bowl playing for them. Could be a big loss for Philadelphia. Yeah. Raptors are at home catching two. Yeah. If you like the Raptors plus two, don't you just take them on the money line? Yeah, I mean in theory, I but I don't see know. the I don't see the spread coming into play here tonight. Do you? No. Okay. I don't. I mean, it's not like an Atlanta situation. No, but, but I think if Philly wins, Philly covers. Yeah. So if if the Raptors, if you like plus two, just take Raptors money line. Take the plus take the plus money. The twos are pretty much gone, by the way. Oh, what are they now? There's one, two left. It's at Circa. Oh, no. And Caesars is two. Everything else is one and a half. Ooh, Toronto money coming in. Yeah. So totals 216 and a half. It's a hard game. I think this is the game Toronto gets myself. But, but if they're not 100%, like they were, they were definitely. Um, Scotty Barnes supposedly is going to play. Yeah, they were short staffed the other night, though. Yeah. Like 
they were hurting. I mean, they dressed and they ended up playing, but they weren't themselves. And mm-hmm. once once the Sixers got going, it didn't matter that they got all the calls and that they were going to the free throw line. They were making shots. They were uncontested shots. They were they beat they beat the shit out of the Raptors. There's just no two ways about it. I don't think that's going to quite happen tonight. I think. It, I mean, do you like a side in this? I hold on. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll get to we'll get to better to book it. And, that's fine. And, and, okay. And go through. The, I didn't look at the bottom of the rundown. Good. I got to the, so, so I'll go so, through everything with yeah. with that. As, right, good uh, on that. But but so I'll hold that opinion. But what if Morenci? If if they're down three zero, is Gabe going to game? He four? Already bought the ticket. He's going. So he's selling it. Where's he go? He going for sure. Well, I told him he should probably sell it because he could get a nice price from a Sixers fan. Oh, like right. somebody's true. You know, yeah. like the Toronto people are all looking to bail. Yep. Fair. You know, and he's like, no, I bought the plane ticket. I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. I said, okay, I hope you're going 2-1, not 3-0, because that's a long flight. Yes. Vancouver to Toronto is a long flight. Then if they lose, he's going to oh. sit on that plane and fly back and be so pissed off. Like, Gabe, I don't know if this is going to be good for you. So, we'll see. All right. Bucks laying 10 tonight against the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, wasn't game one the game that the Bulls should have gotten? Yes. And, tonight, and tonight's, tonight's a bad night for the Bulls. Yeah. If I had most to likely this, if you, I'd lay 10. If I had yeah, to bet it, I'm not going to, but if I had to, I'd bet the 10. Most likely that's the way this goes. Um, I recorded one of my other shows this morning and it was with Brad, Brad Howe, B. Howe. Mm. He said, going back, it's 14 and oh, the Bucks have beaten the Bulls 14 straight times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Five and oh this year. Yeah. I mean, that's over a number of years now. Like, mm-hmm. and all that doesn't matter so much into the handicap right now but my lord the bulls aren't going to win this basketball game <laughs> they're not winning and they covered game one which again they put a was- scare in milwaukee i think what they did in game one is actually bad news for them because they took a shot at the king and missed and the king's awake now and so i think it's ugh, that's why i think tonight's ugly because i think Giannis goes off on one tonight right yeah, I mean, you saw, right? You saw Jimmy Butler do it last night in game mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no interest in taking the Bulls. I don't know. This would be, you know, this is the this is the number for me where I look at it and it's enough to keep me off of the Bucks, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to get me to play the Bulls. I think I just want to watch the game and see, maybe jump in with an in-game or something. Yeah. But like pre-game in the book, you put up these numbers and you, it's a good number to that point. You just don't do that much action. So all the handle will be on the first two games. Yep. This one will draw minimal handle to I, I, I bet in game last night, I bet I laid the five with the Suns when they were down by two in the second quarter going like, okay, they're a fourth quarter team, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I think, I think that bet still cashed would have cashed if it wasn't for the injury to Booker. Right. So like that's one of the in game but this is the same situation. I would in-game it here. If if this number gets to be four or five, take Milwaukee. Like slow mm. start for Milwaukee. And come the fourth quarter, I think this is a 15 to 20 point game. I think it's a it's a Memphis, Minnesota game type of situation. 120 or so 
for the Bucks tonight mm. against okay. the Bulls. Even even though defensively the Bulls have been decent, I think that I, I think there's going to be. I, I I am on the under two twenty five and a half. So I am going back to the well here, even though the zigzag theory, our guy Joe Fortenbaugh was pointing this out. Uh, zigzag theory is five and one in the in the first round of the playoffs. Sides or totals? Totals. So it's where it's at. It's, it's, Zig, it's where it's zig, the, zigzag going over, under, under, over, five and one. This game went under. Yeah. So the zigzag would make it go over. Right. So it's not part of betting a book it, but I I just I'm just taking the streak and betting it because I've been betting it for so so often. I've right. I've made, made enough money on it. I'll keep going with it until it bucks me off. What but, was the the number was close to the same though, wasn't it? Uh it was two twenty-nine two. in the first game, I believe. And now it's two twenty-five. Was it that so, high in the first game? I think so. Yeah, I know it's down. It was it was that high. It, it, it was because I bet the under went under by 16 points. I think it went way under in the first game. Let's see what it was. Closed number. Uh, Chicago, Milwaukee closed 230. Okay. Yeah, it went up. I got 229 and a half. I think is what I bet. Yeah, that was the opener. Okay. 230. Someone even closed 231. Under 93 by. to 86. I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. So 179. Yeah. So I'm betting under again just because, but just porting out, you know, Fortinbaugh's right. Five and one now on the zigzag going back and forth. Wow. Okay. So, yes. All right. You're wearing the A stuff. Did you check the chat, by the way? Roger just showed up. Hi. Jay Dow Betts is here. Boys, I'll let all. you run that now because I can just look at the rundown now. So I, 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 you can do the chat and I can do the rundown. Perfect. Like okay. Way easier to do, to do that. To let you Absolutely. Those guys. So less than 4,000 fans last night at the A's game. <laughs> there were 8,000 at the Aviator game, I think. Correct. <laughs> and the wind was howling yesterday. My eyes are still killing horrible. me. I can't even go outside. Horrible. Oh. Allergies killing me too. It's horrible. Damn. What? Do we want the A's here? I mean, I, I, I mean, that's a good question. Do we really want this franchise? Like, do we want these guys here? Because Oakland is essentially telling the city that we don't give a flip about this team. Like, we don't, we, we don't want these guys on a Tuesday night. We're not going to the ballpark. Okay. We're not going. So free tickets, open the gates, do whatever the hell you want. But less than 4,000 paid people. At a major league baseball game in a big city, in a big city is the epitome of just apathy and not interested in what you're doing. And the Warriors weren't playing. Nope. So you can't use that excuse. They were playing Baltimore, who, I mean, between the two, Oakland traded everybody that was a major league player, all-stars, whatever, on the team. They traded him before the season. Chapman and company, yeah. Yeah. So you made your, you made your bed, now you got to sleep in it. But less than 4,000 fans? I mean, I've seen this show before in Pittsburgh. This is not – this is – I mean, when you don't win and you're not trying, nobody goes. Why should I go? I'll go – like, we should go when the Red Sox are there. All Tickets right. will be very cheap. Go with my brother. Well, Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go up there and we can see the guys we want to see and the teams we want to see and we can sit where we want to sit. Yeah, that's the benefit <laughs> when nobody at the at the home stadium goes. You can go and see the team you want to see 
relatively inexpensive. I used to go up to Cleveland all the time in ah. Pittsburgh and see American League games. You know, and they played in uh, Cleveland Stadium was 75,000 seats. There'd be 6,000 people in the stadium. Bought a ticket for five bucks outside. I mean, it was great. Do we want that team in Vegas? I don't know. You've lived here long enough. I've lived here long enough. I would take baseball, but I don't think the city will carry it. It's a baseball terrible will, idea. Baseball is a losing proposition. No matter who it is. No matter who it is. It's a losing proposition, in my opinion. The NBA needs to come here, and then we're done. Okay? NBA, NHL, NFL. That's it. There's plenty of markets across the country that have three and not all four. I think Vegas could have eventually a larger presence, maybe having all four. But we now have a AAA baseball team, a minor league indoor football team. We have a AHL hockey team, and we have a um, indoor lacrosse Cross team coming. Team coming. Yep. And large plans for an MLS team to come here in the next five years. like. We're good. We've got so much going on right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we got the strip and all the shows and everything else. Yeah, everything else going on. on right. top of all everything the other else. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the so, way. So, like, we have two major right now in football and hockey. The NBA coming here, I think, caps it. Everyone's asking, what's the cap? What's, when does it stop? When did we hit the, the threshold that Vegas is good? NBA coming here with those 41 home dates. We're good. Like that's it. We're good. We don't need anything else. Baseball is 81 home dates. Baseball you need to build a dome stadium. They want $250 million minimum of taxpayer dollars to help build the stadium. It, I, I'm not interested. I love baseball. I'm not interested in baseball in Vegas. It's it, we're an event town. A baseball game in a market like Las Vegas is not an event. It's a four-hour trip down memory lane with your grandparents. Is it an event for people from out of town? Enough it could to be, it? but you can't rely on them to drive a 25,000, 30,000-seat venue. Like it's just, Tampa has the same exact attitude. When the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing against the Rays, they're sold out. And when they play against the Orioles on a Wednesday evening, Six there's thousand. nobody there. Six. They had 6,000. Yeah. So – that that's what will happen in Vegas. Well, the same they'll play they'll play in a nicer ballpark with the same number of apathetic fans going on a weeknight when no one comes into town. They'll have is, big pops, right? They'll have the weekends. They'll have the big weekend crowd, yeah. but that's it. Is this a baseball problem though? I mean, like, of course. oh yeah, it's it's especially while the kids are still in school. You can't, it's not an option to go to a weeknight game in this part of the country. It's a problem in this part of the country. And where I we're mean, from. Milwaukee played the Pirates last night. Right. I don't know what the attendance was, but whatever it was, it wasn't many. And Milwaukee's in a good team. No, it was in, in Milwaukee. Okay. In a dome stadium. There was a lot of seats dressed like the NBC seats. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was very sparse. And Corbin Burns pitched. I mean, and you know, I mean, he's, he's legitimate Cy Young award winner. It's, it's a, it has to be in your blood. You have to grow up with baseball. You have to have it be a part of it because if you just walk into a baseball game for the first time without having it really be part of your childhood or your upbringing, you're bored to tears. By the fourth inning. You are bored to tears. By the fourth like, inning. Like, you're right. Wait, um, what's going on? What, why am I here? I could be doing like five other things. Like what? 
They watch the games it, on their phone now. I mean, they're at the game, but they yeah. look down at the phone. It's, it's, it's the not, fifth inning. So how how much longer are we here for? Two and a half more hours. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. How much liquor do I got to drink to get through this? Uh, it's just not. And then you go into the ticket prices and the parking and the time it takes to get to the ballpark and everything else. And it's like, a tough sell. It's a tough sell. Right. And then you go to a hockey game or you go to a football game or you go to a basketball game. Or you go to a minor league baseball game. I mean, here in town, you go to an, a, an aviators game and they've got a whole berm out there where you can roll around. They got a care, an area for the kids to go play in. They've got a, a pool that's out there that you can go and hang out in. They have air conditioning up inside the, the suites if you want to go into AC. Like it's a cheaper ticket, it's an easier ticket to go to. And in a lot of ways, people have more fun at that level than going to a major league baseball game. So when you cost of the ticket is so prohibitive and you don't get an exciting four, three game that ends in the ninth inning, like you get a baseball game could be eight, one, you know, no runs scored in six of the innings. Like nothing happens. There's one, two, three. It's boring. It's, it's, it's not an event. And you're like, man, it's 40th seat just to Mm. sit up here. Not even close. So, you know, you got a family of five, that's 200 in the door, beers, drinks, it's another hundred minimum. Easy. You're in for three to 500 for the night and you're bored. You ain't going back. It's a one-time thing. Plus parking. Yeah. That's what I mean. Plus travel, plus your, you know, just the overall time you're spending. And look, I mean, taking your kids to a baseball game, I think is still really wholesome. It's really a fun because it, it's you can talk to your kids. You can ha- you can have a conversation with them. It's a catch up time. You can go with your dad. You can go with your grandparents. You can go with your girlfriend. Whatever it might be, you can sit and have a conversation because you're there. But the problem is you're there for a sporting event, and the sporting event doesn't deliver. I can sit at home with my grandparents, my mom, my dad, my my kid. <laughs> yeah. I can sit at home and do that. I yep. can sit out in the back porch and do and do that. And save I gotta all have that money. Save all the money. I gotta have something that's gonna you know. Make it a experience where like when I took my daughter to the Golden Knights game for the first time, her eyes were literally like glued open, like, holy crap, what is going on in front of me? This is ridiculously fun. And if I took her to a baseball game, she'd be like, where are the fireworks? Where's the night? Where's the fight? Where's the pregame show? Like, what's all the, like, we don't have any of that. So like Vegas for hockey, we put on a show. Okay. Yeah. And you're you're teasing Adam Hale made the joke about, you know, but the show. I, I get it. Okay. But kids do get off on that. They love it. I think it's really fun to go yeah. to a good to go to a game because of those pregame festivities. Baseball's not really like that. Baseball's no. an old time, you know, <laughs> peanut peanuts and cracker jacks and beer and sit outside and it can crack- take long too. Like the basketball games are genius. Like us yep. going to those basketball games reminded me again how much fun. The basketball game is because I know I'm going to be there two hours. Like I know what I'm getting. And then, you know, you know, as the fouls increase, you may get a few more free throws or whatever, but like, you know what you're getting. The hockey game, same thing. It's three periods or 20 minutes a piece. We may have more power plays than not. We may have a low scoring game. We may have a high scoring game. It's okay. With baseball, if you get a dud of a game, it only adds to the boredom. And and, (laughs) and, 
you know, like right. you need the home run trot. You need the, you need, you need that. The, yeah. You, you need the something of like a great catch or a, but if you don't know the game, it's like watching paint dry. If you don't it get is, what's happening, it's, it's as, you, you right. got to explain the game. You explain what's happening. Why is he stepping off the rubber? Why is that lead too big? Why is he stealing on that pitch? Yeah. Why is an umpire getting yelled at by the fans? Is that a check swing or is that a strike? What is that? You have to understand this stuff watching the game. Cause if you don't, you're bored out of your damn mind. Like, what am I doing here? I don't, <laughs> I don't get this. I'm watching these dudes in tight <laughs> pants, play with a hard ball, throwing it around. Why? What am I doing here? So that's the problem with the game is that you have to grow up in New England. Okay. My sister will not watch any sport except baseball. She will watch baseball. Her boyfriend is furious about the whole thing. Like he likes all sports. So he's like, I want to watch hockey. I want to watch basketball. I want to watch the Celtics. My sister Maggie has no interest. She will sit there and she will literally take a scorecard out and follow the Red Sox. Because she's been watching baseball since she was two years old and she's 23 now and she wow. loves the game. She understands the game. She gets the nuances. She understands the principle is what's happening on the field. She gets the strategy. She understands it all. All of her friends can't figure out how the hell she knows all of this, but we're a baseball family. Same so here. We're a baseball yeah. family. So being yeah. a baseball family, what's on every day, the Red Sox are on every day and you just pick it up through in, in my, my, one of my brothers was a pitcher. So they were at the ballpark all the time. Your kids are the same way. The softball field, they get the game. They yep. understand it. Yep. People don't do that anymore with baseball. They're few and far between kids growing up here in Vegas are not doing that unless their dad themselves are playing baseball at a high level. And we do have amazing AAU and high level baseball here in Vegas. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's but like really, the average really person is not growing up with a ballpark of like, when I went to Fenway park, it was an experience like right. seeing, Pedro, seeing Pedro in 99 was a religious experience. It was like going to going to church. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch God throw a baseball for nine. Right. It's just incredible. But that was, just, I grew up with it. It was part of my, my upbringing. doesn't happen in every market like that. No, fortunately. And it, and it would be, a, it would be a tough sell to bring in a team from somewhere else. True. And expansion. Make that our team. Like the, one of the biggest pluses, and I think the successes of the Knights was, I mean, obviously they're on ice success. But, but the, it's ours. It's ours. And there's no bullshit. There's no like, oh, when they were in this city, like the Raiders, that's part right. of the problem with the Raiders. When they yes. win, the market will all gravitate towards it. But until people, people are still mm -hmm. like, well, you're the LA team. You, yeah. you, oh, you're the Oakland team. Like, oh, yeah. you're here. But Vegas born, the hashtag on Twitter is significant. People here like right. the fact that they've never been anywhere else. Like this is right. And that's why an NBA expansion team would be very smart and not moving a team Correct. here to Vegas. Correct. Expansion is the way to go. Give Seattle a team, give Vegas a team, expand the league. Away we go. Yep. That, I that agree. Would, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, oh. All right. So the, have you seen the ALE standings this morning? They're I, very weird. I did so not look this morning. Three yet. teams are six and five and the yep. Rays are six and six. Yep. This was supposed to be the best division. We're only 11 games in here, but we're supposed to be the best division in baseball. Yep. Is this what we're going to see where these guys are going to beat up on each other and just have like, kind of like no one's going to run out to win a hundred games or is this just early and not a big deal? Oh, I think, no. I mean, we talked about this before, um, before the season, 
this is what they're going to do. I mean, like the highest season win total in the division was 92 and a half. Rays and and Yankees both. Yankees. Yeah. And that came down. And the Rays was right there. And the the, the Blue Jays Jays went up. 91. Yeah. So it's it's all right there. I mean, these are Mm -hmm. this is what it's projected to be. And one team's going to win probably 10, go 10 games over 500, maybe 15 max. That's who's going to win a division. Um, Orioles are Orioles are a problem right now. They're hurting teams. Like the Orioles <laughs> are supposed to be the worst team in baseball. They took two or three from the Yankees, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh oh, they took two, two of three from the Rays too. I think. Yeah, Rays or Blue Jays. Yeah, before one of the two. So right. are they six and six? No, where are they? They're still in last place, but they're not as far. They should be like two and ten, and they're not. Right? <laughs> like, like yeah. They should be. They should be really bad, and and they're not. And they're actually somewhat competitive. Only twelve games into the season, they are three and eight. Oh, so they so won far. one against the Rays, two against the Yankees. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they beat the Yankees five nothing and two one, lost right. five to two, but they took two or three against the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, and the, the yeah the Rays swept them. The the Rays the Rays took all three. They oh, two Bre- one. They didn't cover the run line. That's right. Yeah, they, they, they won the games. They didn't cover. They the run beat, line. They beat yeah. the Brewers two nothing, then lost the next two. Right. They've lost. They've lost two. They play the A's tonight. A's and Orioles. So tonight on a Wednesday night, after last night having four thousand less than four thousand, I think it was three thousand seven hundred. Yeah. What's the What's the fan base tonight in in Oakland? You going lower than that? Can't go lower. Warriors aren't playing. Warriors aren't playing again, but it's a Wednesday night, so it's a more difficult night. Sometimes Tuesday, you know, less going on. Wednesdays is more competition. Hump day. Get ready for the rest of the week. I think I mean, going low. I think less. Less than thirty nine hundred. I'll go over. I think. I think we'll, I think we'll uh, see I'll less. I'll book it. I said to get five thousand. It's so embarrassing. The A's may buy people seats and say, "Sit here." <laughs> cardboard cutouts. Like so COVID. bad. Go back to COVID. Put the cardboard cutouts in the stands. I was in <laughs> Pittsburgh the first time they did that. They covered the outfield seats in uh, the upper deck, and I was so like, "Why weird. are they doing that?" Oh, just to make sure that they. You know, Give look fuller. Yeah. yeah, and they and they forced them to sell the lower seats because the Three River Stadium was, you know, was literally cost five bucks to sit up there. Well, we had now only half of those seats. All right, one more one more baseball story. Charlie Blackman of the Chicago of the Colorado Rockies this Come morning, on. first Major League Baseball player in history. The hell is this? Active player. Endorsing Maxim Bet. He is now the spokesperson for Maxim Bet in Colorado. Now, Maxim Bet, our friends, we were doing stuff for them at the Super Bowl. I love these guys, but they are the first ones to jump into this. I think it's telling that it's not one of the big boys, it's not FanDuel <laughs> DraftKings or some of them to get involved. Yeah. I think Colorado is an interesting market to start this in because remember, the, the first ever college team to sign with a book was the University of Colorado. Right. I signed with points bet. It's a wild, so, wild west up there. Yeah. So Colorado's got some laws that are a little bit flexible in terms of what they're able to do with these endorsement deals. Yeah. But what do you do with an active player here? Doesn't this feel like a little bit of a conflict of interest? 
it's way too close for comfort. Anything like they're strictly prohibited from wagering. Yep. Active players are given the riot act. Can't bet. But, but you can sign on to endorse a sports book. It's a bad look. I mean, we talked about Woj saying what he said and it being a bad look. This is a bad look. How, how much money could they be paying? I don't know. It's. I mean, he makes millions of dollars. You're going to endorse a sports book. It's bad. I don't know what to do with it because my my first reaction when I saw it this morning was there's got to be major guardrails around this. Like Major League Baseball had to sign off on this. So Major League Baseball has got to say. Did they, though? Because the NHL and the thing that happened with uh, here in town with that fake handicapping service sponsoring and all that stuff. Does the league have to clear this? I would think they have to. Do they? Uh, I mean, here's the problem. So let's just play this situation out. So Charlie Blackman is a person who is going to do what for this book? Say, hey, when I am in Colorado, I use Maxim bet. Well, you can't bet on the games. That's illegal. Can't say okay. that. Yeah. So you have them on it. Hey, Colorado fans, Rocky fans, real Rocky fans, use Maxim bet. Mm. Why <laughs> are you giving them bonuses? <laughs> are you doing the Charlie Blackman bonus? So does Charlie Blackman know that the second baseman's boning the shortstop's girlfriend and fade the second baseman? Like what? Like <laughs> oh, I'm I, I, I'm I'm going to give you a, a an odds boost on the second baseman to to hit a home run tonight or something. About. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the that's the problem with all this is uh, like how do you use like how does Max and Bet other than us talking about them how do they get their money back for whatever they're playing Charlie paying Charlie Blackman and then what is the big picture from a legality standpoint of the information that Charlie Blackman's going to give to Max and Bet like can he tell them hey you should go ahead and move the number because this picture is getting scratched do they get access to inside information because he's on their he's on their payroll. That's the problem. You're making me uncomfortable with the whole thing even more. Well, it's extremely uncomfortable. I don't like the deal. I don't like active players signing. I don't like teams having official sports books, to be quite honest. I'd rather them just have take sports gambling from everyone. Take the advertisements from everybody. That's it. Take from everybody. Don't have one exclude, you know, have the official sports book of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's William Hill. Okay, I get it, but I'd rather it not. I'd rather you just take it from everybody. And I get why the value of making it, you know, you have exclusivity and you have interesting, you know, what book is going to be available at the ballpark, right? But Max and Bet's not available at the Rockies ballpark because I think Betfred is the sponsor, is the sponsor of the Rockies in Denver, I think. I know, I know they're the Broncos. It's all getting very convoluted, is it not? Right. It's, it's, all... it's just very complicated. So, like, what do you do if you're Blackman? Like, do you are you in a team shot where it has an advertisement saying the official sports book of the Rockies is Betfred, but you Blackman are in are in, in, in a influencer or a spokesperson for Maxim Bet? And then what if your you know other teammate is BetMGM? So they're pushing that. Like, it's just it's not what we want. I don't like this. 
So we got to ask, we gotta ask the boys in the chat. Toletti's here. Uh, Jordan's here. Roger's still here. I mean, maybe I ask people. I mean, it's it's it doesn't feel right. And like Roxy said it uh, on on Twitter, the optics are bad, and mm-hmm. I can't get past that. I I just uh, when I see it, I'm just like, listen, I, I'm all pro player. Go get whatever money you can get, make whatever right. deals you can get. Except, <laughs> but this would be one where I tell the agent pass. Yeah, but they're gonna pay pass. Yeah, I don't need to hear the shit. It's bad enough. I we just talking about what you hear now, Charlie. Hey, Charlie, did you bet yourself to go for four tonight? Hey, Charlie. You know, I mean, like, did you? Did they pay you to drop that ball? I mean, oh. it, it's just especially right. Especially if there's a play that's significant that swings a game. That's the problem. I'm not accusing that Charlie Blackman would do that, but I'm just of saying. Of course not. But that's going to lead to that argument, yeah, right? If you're if you're connected directly, right? In that way, so it's you know, I don't know. It's it's really, it's tough. I. I don't like it. <laughs> At the I, end of the day, I, I just, I just do not, I just do not like it. Yeah. All right. Time for the betprep.com prop bet of the day. Hot, hot, hot. 16 and seven. The run here for this on the show. So if you guys have been getting this and betting this, you've been cashing in particular this week. We've been hot here with this one. So we are going to jump in here today. Oh, where is that bet? Um, that's not the bet we were going to make today. And hold on, that's on. I got it on the on the rundown. You see, so do I. But I, but it's it's on the rundown. But I'm looking at the email. So the bet is Kyrie Irving over five and a half assists going mm-hmm. for today. Kyrie has been pretty active, and I think he'll be even more active coming up. Okay, here we go. Now the email comes up. It was it was not loading for whatever reason on my. Uh, on my email address. So it was very frustrating. I, I couldn't figure out what's going on with this. So look, Kyrie is a player who, in my opinion, Kyrie tonight will have a different game than what he had in game one, but he might be more effective. He might play for all four quarters. And I think the ball is going to pop and move tonight for this team. I like this bet with him going over five and a half. Cause I, I actually think that this, I don't know if Boston wins this game tonight. I think this could be a tough, a tough night for everyone. All of our green teamers may have a tough night tonight. How are you feeling about Kyrie Irving over five and a half assists? How many do you have last game? Um, he scored a ton. I don't think he had. I think he went over this in the last game. Hold on, let me see what what he did in the last game. Um, Not that's going to make or break my decision, but I always like to no. look at last. Couple games. Kyrie went, he had uh, six assists, went over five and a half in the last game. So Kyrie has done this. Kyrie's last five games with assists six, five, eight, seven, six. Over. Over five and a half. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I like this. I like going, I like going over. I think also there's going to be, 
I, because the vitriol is going to be so nasty out of you the You used that yeah. word. That's the second time you used that Sorry. word on this show. It's excellent. <laughs> but that, but that, that vinegar, that nastiness that's coming from the Boston fan base right away. This is in the fourth quarter. It got worse and worse and worse. And Kyrie went off. I think it goes from the beginning of the game. It's going to be like that. And I think Kyrie goes off. I think he feeds on this stuff. He absolutely does. If you're any sort of athlete, you do. I mean, I, I one of my best all timers was when I was graduated and I was playing men's league and I, I was playing in the 18 and over league. So we're right. playing with young kids and I hadn't shaved for like two weeks. I had a really crappy beard and I lined up for the face off and this kid said, Hey, old man, you ready? And I was like, what'd you say? And he said, you heard me, old man, you ready? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I scored five goals. And every time <laughs> I scored a goal, I went to the lineup for the face. I've said, you breathing heavy? You breathing heavy yet? Cause I'm going to be here all night. And I kept talking and talking and talking like, and if you meet my friend, Joe, who was playing with me at the time, he was like, that was one of your best all time performances talking. So like when you can talk and back it up, uh, I get it. So basketball and, is basketball. I mean, the fundamental thing oh, about basketball is trash talk. I mean, that's the whole, Oh, it's the best. Larry bird. Everyone's like, who's the best trash talker in the NBA? Larry bird. Wait, what Larry bird? Yup. Cause it was quiet and nasty. He would get yeah. up in you and he would say it to you and he would just go, okay, it's coming. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Bang, in your face all, all night. That's happening yeah. all night. <laughs> and, and and you could just keep saying it because you kept performing. Um, He gets over this number. Yeah. Did I ask oh. you before, did you put the game in Bennett or Book It? It's coming. All right. All right. Coming. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm literally planned the whole day around <laughs> the Celtic game. I'm going to do the shows. Yep. I'm like, I told the kids, no bullshit today. Like, seriously, I'm watching the entire basketball game. My whole day is on the Celtics and the Nets game. Can't wait. Time now for Bet It or Book It. Bet It or Book It is being brought to you by Fliff, the social sports book you can play for free to win real money. Sign up today at getfliff.com. Use the promo code PROPS for a $25 deposit bonus. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. Whoa. First bet of Bet It or Book It. Boston taking on the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have been a zigzag team each and every game. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. They lost last night to the Red Sox 2-1. to one. Red Sox continue to suck first five. They've got a kind of like a pinata right now in, Mick, in Nick Pavetta <laughs> on the mound for the Red Sox. That was kind. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Jose Barrios has not pitched great, okay? But I like him better. Than I do. And I got even money last night on this. Jays laying a half a run. First five. I know it's on the road. First five. I think the Rays, sorry, the Jays torch Pavetta today and have a two or three run lead after five. Even money. Betting it or booking it. This is the game they win for the zigzag. This is the game that the Jays win. They lost yesterday, right? Correct. This will be the bounce back day. All right, we'll bet this because it's even money. I'm nervous this thing's going to be tied to to it. Possible. <laughs> Possible. But I need Barrios to be an ace. Like if the Red Sox in the first five innings are batting sub 180 right now. They are not hitting starting pitchers at all. Literally sub 180? Yes. 
first five innings, Red Sox right now are batting sub 180. There's like 173 or something like that. Damn. Yeah. And Pavetta's stuff was flat. We were watching that. um, And against this lineup, I mean, the last time they got shut out or or held down, the next day, Vlad went for three home runs. Yeah. And he stepped on his hand and everything, and he still hit the home runs. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll bet this. We'll bet this. I I mean, this is. It's 135 on the money line for the game. And I was like, I was going to bet that. And then I looked at it. I was like, first five. Don't worry about the bullpen for the Jays blowing it. The Red Sox are hitting better in the seventh, eighth, and ninth than they are the first six innings. So I was like, okay, I like first five. It's down to 114, 119. First five now? No, the game. Wow. Red Sox money coming in on that. Interesting. Why? Barrios, fade on Barrios? Maybe. Offense. That's interesting. Nick Pavetta's Maybe. not good. He's it's not, not a day good. game, so we don't got to worry about somebody sitting. I don't know. But, yeah, it's down. I mean, I saw it last night, too, and I was thinking, if he comes with the Blue Jays, I'm thinking I'm going to book it. Mm. And it's now tough. I see that move. So they reached that point where they got the money back on the Red Sox. So now I can kind of just breathe easy and go, okay, they're on both sides. I like, I like the Blue Jays against Pavetta more than anything. Correct. And that's why I don't want to play with the bullpen because Pavetta could be out of the game by the fourth inning. Correct. And then it's okay. It's three to two after five and the Red Sox come back and score two runs and win the game four, three. And then it's Red Sox win blue Jays. That money line bets dead laid the juice on it. First five was the way to go with it. How popular is this first five betting becoming? I tell you this, I, I was, I was out yesterday briefly in the afternoon and uh, I was wearing the BVB hat. Nice. And this guy, Kenny, saw the hat. He made me actually stop and send him a picture of all wow. the other hats. He's like, dude, I think, can I just go get one made in whatever colors I want at the lids? Because we were down at the place where I got the made. If you, like, did, you, did you know him or just a random person stopping you? Well, no, I know him because I was down at the other store. Yeah, because I can send him, the, I can give him the logo. I guess, can you walk in and use the logo that we paid for at lids? Could anybody use it? Mm-hmm. It's in the system now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So anybody can go to a lids nationwide and get the BVB hat made then. Well, it's the, if it's in the system, it's, it's in the system. They'll have to have it emailed to that store. Okay. Like it's at two stores now. Cause we went and got the original made at the one store. And then I went out to the other store at the outlets. So yeah, if you're in Vegas, three. you go to the three stores then. Not oh, and then, and then it's at the, Circa. Right. And the one yes. of the outlets. There's three, yeah. three lid stores you can go yeah. to in Vegas and get the hats made. So, how about that? Yeah. So he saw it and he was like, hey, man, I'm really enjoying the show. And I said, cool. And I love the hats. Cool. He goes, but this baseball, all I'm betting is first fives. Mm-hmm. I'm not betting games anymore. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I can't take the bullpens. I, he goes, now starters aren't even going five innings. That's right. enough of a sweat. Right. He said, I'd rather just get it over with mm-hmm. sooner. And I feel like I have a little more control of the. Well, that's why Nerfy and, and, and your feedbacks are so popular. People just want to get out of the way. They, yeah. Did I win? Yes or no? Three outs, three outs. Did I win? Yes or no? Like that's all they're caring right. about. They, they don't really want to deal with four hours, <laughs> like yeah. a money line bet of sweating it all the way through and like, you know, make a bet at, at seven o'clock and it's not done till 1030. <laughs> they're it's bored. funny to see some people that are doing the media stuff. They're not calling it a Yurfi or Nerfie. They're calling it the N 
RFI. And I was, I got a chuckle out of that. And I was like, oh my goodness, what are we come doing? On, come on, come on. Just call it, I, I, Yurfy Nurfy is, it's, it's, it's so easy. Just call it that. It's, yeah. it's, and, and I thought about doing a full Yurfy Nurfy day today. And I was like, eh, not yet. I, I need to, I need more research. Yeah, you're not there yet. Although on 420, that would be good. Yeah, that's true. Quick and easy. Short, <laughs> short attention span. It's get it in and out. <laughs> Uh, but I I did bet the Celtics game this way though in, a, in kind of an in and out quick and easy. Nets first quarter plus one pushed last time. Correct. Betting it this time. I think they have the lead after the first quarter here tonight. Makes sense. I think, I think Kevin Durant comes off has a big first quarter and just gets the ball in his hands. Is this an anic bet for you right now? No, 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 no. This is I I think this happens. I think that's win tonight. I, I've been talking. I mean, like, I think I'm going back on the fact that I'm scared shitless of the Nets. I'm scared of the Nets. I do not like them. They scare the hell out of me. I hate Kyrie Irving. I love that Boston won game one. I told you they win game one, and then I'm not sure they win another game in the damn series. So Still I'm not sticking to that. Yes. I'm petrified of this damn. I don't know what do I call Kevin Durant. He's 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 a monster. Like he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't particularly want Godzilla woken up, and I feel I feel like we just woke him up because Boston fans they beat the living crap out of him in Game One, and I think he'll be like, okay, now I know what to do, and now he'll shoot the ball in trans. I don't think he'll take a half court shot all night. Everything will be in transition. They'll run, run, run. They'll get KD open on the wing, wide open threes. Defense isn't set. They're running around, and Kevin Durant is just like bang, 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 knocking everything down. You're killing me. I don't like the sounds of any of this shit. But you, you agree, though. It's possible, right? It is possible. So that's why I'm betting on the Nets in the first quarter, and I'll in game everything else. But I do anticipate, uh, I think the number now is five and one. Or four and one, rather. Four and one for teams that lost game one have to won win. straight up for the first quarter of the next game. Correct. In game two. Correct. Uh I'll bet this one with you. I I I'm 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 not happy about it, but <laughs> I, I think this is what I think is gonna happen too. I, I think you get Brooklyn's and you get Kevin Durant like his best game right now. Like there's no you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take down the champ, and you know, so to say, use a boxing analogy. Like you're gonna have to knock him out tonight. You're yep. getting, you're getting everything. If you knock him down, he's getting up. You're gonna have a couple eight counts. You're getting everything in the arsenal tonight, and um, I think that leads to you know Brooklyn having in the first quarter could have gone either way. Last time it fell one. Give me one again. Maybe it'll be tied. If I'm picking who's going to be leading after the first quarter, I'm with you. I think it's Brooklyn. You're going to hate the next bet, but I don't care. That's so I am one and zero. Won't be the first time. One and zero on my NBA teasers. Doing yeah, it. Yeah, you did three three, right? You had to. Yep. Didn't need it. Both teams back. covered. Right. You should have done a parlay. There you go. But I'm teasing this one. Keep I'm taking shit, the Matthew. Bucks. From four point teaser. Oh God. Bucks down to six. Oh God. What are you taking? Doing? The Raptors from two up to six. Absolutely booking this. <laughs> who loses? Just on principle. Who loses? You you booked it last time and you lost. So who who loses? I know. I can't. I I'm not I'm not saying it. It's just you taking the Bucks from 10 to 6. Like that's terrible. That's Why is that terrible? It gets it down to a two possession game. That's not 
They're going to cover the 10. I agree. Cover, but I need the points of the Raptors. I, I need the, I don't need the points for the Bucks. I'm not worried about that. I need the points on the Raptors. That's why I like it. Raptors lose. Raptors lose by four or five. They're not getting killed tonight. That's and you, and you even said the Raptors are going to win the game outright. You thought. I'm not worried about that side. I'm a, the theory in practice. The Bucks side you're worried about? No, no. Just the fact that you're taking the favorite down is really just, I can't say yes, I'm betting this. Would you rather lay six or 10? Which would you rather lay? I swear, if the Bucks win by eight, I'm never going <laughs> to hear the end of this. I swear. See? I know what's coming. I so know. By nine, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a backdoor oh, three covered oh. by the, it would be a 12 point lead backdoor three last oh, second shot. God, my phone's all the goals gonna blow up. All gonna the text backers. Me. Oh God. They get in and, and then the I'll say, we start coming and all this See? other shit. I, I don't think I'm going to eat it, but I don't think I'm going to eat it. Me pulling it down from 10 to six is not because I think that I need the point. You just need a partner to go with the Raptors. Correct. I need the Raptors to have more than two points at home. They could win the game outright, but I if they lose, they go down by one or two possessions. Man, new people in the chat. Comrade brought up a good question. Why wouldn't you take the Nets up? Because Nets up, Raptors up. Because I don't know what happens in that game. Boston was up Nets 15. up, Raptors up. I think I'm in. I think Boston I see. Boston was up 15 in the second half against the Nets. You just said the Nets were going to win every game. After. Maybe, but I don't, I don't, I'm not putting money behind it. I didn't bet it. I didn't bet the series. Plus eight, uh, man. Plus no. Eight. Boston, Boston can win the game by 10 points. Tatum wow. could go for 52 as well. I mean, you could have a 50 point game from Durant and a 50 point game from Tatum. So, like, you can. Boston has a dude who can offset whatever Kevin Durant does. And then if Jalen Brown gets going and Marcus Smart, who's now coming off of the defensive player of the year award, if he's flying high because of all this stuff that's going on with him now, can Boston run Brooklyn out of the gym? 420 reference flying high. There you go. You didn't do that a few more times throughout the day. (laughs) Look, (laughs) Boston can run Brooklyn off the court tonight. Okay. It can happen. I thought about I thought about why wouldn't I take Brooklyn up because I don't trust the Nets at the moment because I think they what happens if they crack because of what happened in game one? This is this is be not fun. Ment- this is not a mentally tough team. Bye, right? son. That'd be great. Beautiful. I would love Boston to beat the living daylights out of them tonight and win by 30. Not gonna happen, but I'd love it. So I'm no I'm not gonna win game three by a hundred. And yes, yeah, I have happens. I, I don't trust that. That is the most unpredictable game of the night. That's why I bet the first quarter. That's it. Mm. I trust the Nets to play really hard out of the gates in Boston because they won game one, not having the same urgency as the Nets will. So I like game, I like the first quarter. But other than that, I, I have no idea what happens the rest of the way mm. to, put, to put money behind it on Brooklyn and Boston. You think this one's the most unpredictable one? I think the Philadelphia-Toronto game is the most unpredictable game of the night tonight. I don't know what I mean. I have no idea what to have what's going to happen in that game more so than Brooklyn and Boston. I know Brooklyn and Boston is going to be another heavyweight fight. I think it's just going to be right, back and wins. Forth. I mean, that, 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 that's the problem. I mean, it came down to the last second buzzer beater in the right. first game. I can't tell right. you who's going to win this basketball. Game. I don't think the first I'll say this. I don't think it comes down to a buzzer beater in game two. 
either Brooklyn wins by seven or eight, Boston wins by seven or eight. I don't think this is going to be as close of a game in game one. Wow. Okay. I'm still booking it. I can't, okay. I can't fine. advocate a teaser for That's 10 fine. to six. I just can't do it. <laughs> not that it's not going to win. People, it could win. Stevie Max, it by the way, you can get a, a Bortland something. Bortland? Hat. Yes, BVB. It's a, he showed it to me on Twitter. Oh, it's a, BV, it's, it's a BVB in Steeler colors hat. Borussia Dortmund hat. Yes, it's BVB. big black. It's black with a B. It's on your Twitter. Did Stevie Mac tag me too or no? I don't think he tagged you. But I don't he sent think it to he me. tagged me. Yeah, and said, right. and said, hey, if you want to do this, go ahead. Nice. All right. Uh, and then finally, Washington is a dog at home or on the road, rather, to Vegas at home tonight here in the desert. I cannot figure out why. <laughs> Washington plus 116 on the money line tonight. Betting it or booking it. And we're, we're, we're both kind of salty about the nights, huh? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to lay a price with them. Uh-uh. Washington just beat Colorado. Coming in here feeling high, feeling good on 420. It's crazy because I was on wager talk yesterday with Prez and he came on and said that the the Red Wings were going to beat the Lightning yesterday. And they did. And they did. So he's all pumping his chest. Plus, and, what was that, 400? Yeah. It was cool. minus 550, so plus 400 at most books. Sometimes plus 450 but, or 420, but Take that was a big that. one. But hey. he said, yeah, 420, another reference. <laughs> Um, but he said the Capitals coming in here after the Avalanche was a really bad spot, and the betting market agrees with him. It's okay. up to one forty six. It's it's steamed up. I know what I saw against New Jersey. I know what Quit. I saw. Quit. I I I. Well, the team didn't quit, but they just they don't they weren't they didn't have it. I. Steam needs to win every game. I think the pressure's too much. I think I like the Capitals. I'm betting. I would agree. I would agree. And now I get even better. I got 116 last night, but you get plus four, plus 14, plus, plus 135, 130, Beautiful. depending on the book. Yeah, take that. Like that. Like that a lot. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Oh, man. The discussion we had about going to games. Um, hmm. I mean, we had that discussion. I I saw the tweet and then I was answering the phone and talking to some people. And then I got to talk to the kids. Kylie had to change her schedule. She's driving. They're going to Utah today Ooh. rather than tomorrow for the road trip because there's a storm coming or something. So everybody was home. And I'm like, do you guys like going to the games? Do you like going to sporting events? And I'm like, yeah, we love it. And I thought, would I let my daughters go to the games by themselves. Which games? Definitely not an NFL game. Yeah, okay. Definitely. NFL game is. <laughs> I, I mean, and and this is getting to the point like being a dad mm -hmm. and what you're supposed to do and you're supposed to do the right thing and you're supposed to protect your kids, not just daughters, sons, everything. That's our responsibility as grown-ups is to make sure the right thing's being done. So – the fact that we had that discussion was my favorite thing about today already um, where I don't want to ever let some person jag off asshole, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. not allow me to go to the games. If I want to go to the games, I want to go to the games, whether it's gambling on the games don't matter, whether it's, 
beer being served at the games don't matter. There's hard alcohol. I mean, you go to the games now, people are lit up before the game even starts. Those open bars and all this stuff, not to mention high doing cocaine now at all these. I mean, but they're doing that everywhere. We've been yep. going to games in the books. Watching a game in a book is a microcosm of watching a game at an event. And all that stuff is going on right there. I've been watching games in sports books for 25 years. In addition to going to games outside of books, I ain't going to stop going to games. I'm glad we're having the discussion. Just be better, people. Just it's healthier. I, I'm with you to talk about it. It's healthier. And hopefully we can have this conversation. We can talk it through. And hopefully that resonates with some people that maybe they check themselves a little bit and go like, okay, put my glasses on too. Now. Like what, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I mean, so ho hopefully, hopefully that that happens. We know what my favorite thing about today is, right? It's, can we even play? <laughs> Do you know who this is? No. Oh, this is this is. I played this in the, in the beginning, but this is 1972, I think. Peter Tosh. You never heard this song? I have. Oh, now that you now that it got going, I have. <laughs> Peter Tosh, 1972. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Yes, today is a fun day. Today is 420. Today is a, today is a, a, a very entertaining and fun day, which I <laughs> I have responsibilities now, so I can't have the fun I would normally have today. If I was a younger person, I would have much more oh, fun. But please. What do you know, please? I got some, I got to teach a class today. I got to go actually see. Oh, you got things. school today. I got stuff to do today. I got school and meetings and calling and yes, there's no, there is, there is no fun for me today, but. For those of you who are, enjoy it. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Don't. <laughs> I got drive. MLB Network coming up this afternoon. Are you wearing your A's gear there tonight? Are you wearing your A's gear on there? I have to. I like. Can't wait to hear that to say about, about the A's. I have to. Do they even bring it up, or is that like a taunt to like? <laughs> hey, they had four thousand fans there last night. Yep. Yeah. yeah one no one supporting them. I'm supporting them. Let's go. That's nice of you. I can't believe you didn't pick You're the them one today. Why would I pick them today? They're going to win. Yay. That's, you know what I mean? No, I, I, I have to watch the game then. I have no interest in watching that game. Bet it or A's book it. Oakland minus Orioles? 125. You bet it or booking it. Booking it. Give me the Orioles. Good luck with that. <laughs> they're, they're three and eight. What are the A's? What's the A's record? I don't even know. And I don't even care. They're winning today. <laughs> Jeffries is pitching against Lyles. Come on. A's and under. A's and under. Yeah, that's your uh, correlated see. parlay right there. So you have the A's are off to a uh oh, they're seven and five. Oh, oh even more. They're in first place. Yeah. Oh tied for tied for first. How embarrassing is that? You got a first place team with three thousand seven hundred fans showing up. Way to go, Oakland. <laughs> way, to, way, way, to, way to support your first place franchise. Way to go. <laughs> Being mean now. Uh, just I can be mean after what their mayor said about us. We can we we where we are carte blanche to say I was that wasn't right. Whatever the hell we want to say about Oakland, we can say about Oakland. Using using pictures of the stadium before it was even open during construction. Still mad that the Raiders are here. Of course they're mad about that. A's and that's what I said. I said on Twitter, I was like, you know what? I don't want the A's here, but now I do. Just take that <laughs> away from them. 
Like, okay. Now we'll take now we'll take your baseball team. Took your football team, we'll take your baseball team. Go have an edible and relax, please. I, I can't do edibles anymore. Those unfortunately <laughs> those are I'm not able to do that anymore, unfortunately. There's I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but man, when I do it, I oh, can't wait wow. for the feeling. Oh. oh well, I mean then you, I, I I it's a whole you know, you gotta go get a bud tender and you gotta tell what do you what do you want? You want upper, do you want lower? Do you do you want relaxation? You want body high, you want head high? The beautiful thing about legalization now is like it can you can pick your poison. It's <laughs> it's 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 beautiful. Like before it was like, right. hey, some dude on a I mean, I I, I used to buy ten dollar dime bags from kids that had in their mouths. <laughs> like like straight up. Like we 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 drive up, <laughs> we, we we would drive up in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Kids kid stop would, listening to the show oh, right now. A kid stop would come back listening a right now on Matt's water street, talk in Water can, Street we'll in Lawrence, later. Mass. Lawrence Mass. In in on Lawrence in Water Street, Lawrence Mass, we would drive up. A little kid would run out of the house. He would come back and he, he would say, Well, how many, how many do you want? And you'd say, one, two, or three. Kid would come back out. He'd have them in the pockets of his mouth. He'd pull out the, the two dime bags and hand them to you. It was disgusting. <laughs> so legalization is a very good thing to stop those things from happening. Terrible. It is terrible. It should never happen. It's horrible. All for a plant. Literally a plant. It's the dumbest thing ever. Not like cultivated in some weird way. Not some laboratory made creation. Not some breaking bad bullshit. A plant. A plant. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. So yes, that's why today is a fun day. <laughs> he is Dave. I am Matt. We're back tomorrow for Thursday's Bostonian versus the book.